amazing weekend, seriously. We have been pushing to the limit all the time. Sharp jump, 60, two left by now. Hello everyone and welcome to the first ever dedicated Junior WRC podcast. Exciting times. I'm Bex Williams, ready to chat you through the next 30 to 35 minutes of junior goodness ahead of Rally Finland. The WRC is very much back in action next week and we cannot wait to get there to what is essentially the home of rallying. Joining me for this epic podcast is... A PR guru. I, I can't think of any other words really to describe him other than that. He's pretty fantastic. He looks after the junior WRC and he knows everything there is to know about the championship. And I'm not putting any pressure on his shoulders by saying that. Welcome along, Seb Scott. Well, that's an introduction. Um, wow. Thank you very much. Uh, you are putting a lot of pressure on my shoulders uh, with well, an introduction like that. I'm going to be throwing all kinds of questions at you now, aren't I? Everyone is. All right. <laughs> yeah. He's the guru of all things I'm junior WRC. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you I are. needed to bring a shield. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm really excited for this, by the way, Bex. Um, having a dedicated podcast because Junior WRC, there is so much to talk about on every rally that we have. And, and the issue is, it's kind of a good issue, is that there's also another rally going on in the WRC that we don't really get to talk as much as we'd like to about Junior WRC. So it's about time we got a podcast together. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. And you're right. You know, there's... So many cars on WRC events these days and the juniors in, in their small little R2s usually running at the back of the field. We don't get to catch up with them as much as we want to. And there's always great stories around the junior championship. But we are writing that wrong with a podcast which will keep you up to date with everything that's gone on. So coming up on today's podcast, we're going to be having a look back at the latest junior WRC event, which was in Sardinia. We have an in-depth interview. We're going to be firing all kinds of questions at Rally Sweden winner and the man who was leading the championship before Sardinia, Tom Christensen. And we're going to be having a look ahead to Rally Finland. So I think we should get cracking on this all, Seb. And let's take a look back at Sardinia first and foremost, because a, a really fascinating rally from a junior perspective, but also a really tough rally for the juniors. We, we think it's a tough rally for the WRC cars getting through some of the rock-strewn stages. But for the little R2 cars, even more of a struggle. And they had such an epic fight there. Kick us off. What did you think of Sardinia? Well, I mean, after the events of Sweden and Corsica, we got to Sardinia and just thought, how are these guys going to better what we've already had in a way? And and the main concern for us was actually, are we going to have everybody together to actually have a fight? Because Sardinia is so rough and the cars are so small. There have been years gone by where half, well, not half the field, but a majority of the field have kind of gone off on one stage all at the same point. Uh, but thankfully, uh, the guys were really sensible in that department. They really actually respected Sardinia as a rally. Um, they had enough warnings from Phil Short and uh, and the guys at M Sport to say, like, look, you've really got to be careful on these stages. You know, really think about where you're going to push. And two gentlemen kind of rose above everyone else to where they found their limit was. And that was with Dennis Radstrom and Jan Solens, who... We've had flashes of brilliance from both of them this year. Dennis, in 2018, really kind of proved himself as a talent with two junior WRC victories. But, you know, they, they've both just made mistakes at the rallies, actually, that they should have won uh, this year. Dennis in Sweden, 
that that rally was his, and he was leading for the most part, and he was almost humiliating the field to some degree. The the speed that he had, and then he had a massive lead, and he just blew it, blew it, um, made a mistake. I think it was stage eight, and uh, retired. Um, and that that was it. You know, home rally gone. His best chance for stage win points and twenty five points for a victory. And then we get to Corsica, which Jan Solens, he had that marked as his rally to win this year before the season even started. And just like Dennis, in a way, absolute raw speed. But he won half the stages in Corsica. He won more stages than anybody uh, in Corsica, but didn't actually, you know, didn't deliver the consistency. And as a result, he had a puncture, a spin, and then made contact with a rock face. And he still managed to salvage... A top five results so you know he proved he had the speed so those guys really they both admitted before the start of sardinia we've got to make this rally count and they did just that they did just that and you know i'm sure some people are listening thinking solens that's a really familiar name jan solens is brother to neil solens who's had such success in the championship in years gone by as well uh, and it's great to see that, you know, brothers together are, are coming through the ranks, but also that it, it, it starts at the junior championship for Jan, who's obviously thought this is a, this is a great stepping stone for me to, to go further in my career, to head into WRC2 maybe. And junior is, is where he's come in at, which is fantastic to see. Yeah, yeah, Jan actually, at the end of last season, he won the Spanish national championship and his prize was to enter another championship. And, um, he kind of sat down with his federation and said, look, I really want to do junior WRC. Can we can we do that instead? And eventually, um, evidently, the answer was yes. And so he's, you know, I've asked him, is, is, you know, is there any pressure in a way doing junior WRC? And, you know, Neil dominated in 2017. And he actually sees it with no pressure in a way, but actually is an advantage. He's got a, a brother who he's very close with. Um, that he can go to for advice. And also, the two really do work together really well as a pairing. We've got an interview that will probably go out in a couple of weeks that shows how, you know, they they don't look at each other as rivals at all. They just look at each other as brothers. And they've got a really close-knit relationship that I think they both benefit off a lot. Anyway, to talk about Sardinia more in depthly then, as you said, it was Solans and it was Radstrom who were really battling it out through the weekend. And we went into the final stage with one heck of a battle. Let, let's go back before that, because I loved that. I I love the tension of, if, I think for everyone who's watching, whether it's you're watching WRC2, the WRC or juniors, whoever's going into the final stage with, with the possibility of a win and it's just a handful of seconds, it's it's absolutely thrilling. We were, we were watching um, the splits for the final stage and Jan had a 3.3 second lead to Radstrom, which he'd only just gained that morning. He'd come from 30 seconds down and it was like, what's he going to do here? Because he's been pushing like crazy and he can either, you know, he's got enough stage points, stage win points to easily come out with the most points at the end of the rally, even if he gets second. And then Jan finishes the stage and then Dennis comes through as, uh, I think, the third driver, 11.5 down on Jan. And we're like, Dennis had a problem. Then we spoke we, we, we spoke to the guys in the media zone and we asked Dennis straight away, what, what happened? He was like, what do you mean, what happened? And then, you know, Dennis admitted he didn't push quite as hard. But then when we said, you know, Jan went 11.5 seconds faster, he just went, he's crazy. 
Jan was just, he just said he had to win it. I think we've got some audio um, yeah, that we'll probably play. Yeah, let's listen to uh, to the interview then with Jan Solens after that final stage. Amazing weekend, seriously. We have been pushing to the limit all the time uh, since Friday after we having some problems. So uh, then we, we decided to push so hard all the time on the limit and in and, and the end. We achieved the victory, so we are really happy and so proud for for that. Last stage, you you really delivered something on that last stage. What was the fe- feeling and thinking behind that? It's strange because after uh, three days of rallying absolutely on the limit, you arrive at the last stage only three seconds uh, in front of of Dennis. So I decided to push one more stage absolutely flat out, and it went well. So it was amazing. Okay, we think you're leading the championship. How does that feel? a little bit of pressure now. I, I didn't expect it to be leading the championship after this rally. Now it comes Finland. It will be uh, really difficult for us because it will be my first time there. Uh, fast uh, fast road. So it's, it's time to work and prepare for that. So that's a delighted Jan Solens there. And I, his delight, I think, was even more so he'd won the rally, but he wasn't the only Spaniard to win a rally that weekend. Danny Sordo one in Sardinia as well. And to see the relationship between Jan and Danny at the FIA press conference, Seb, right at the end of the rally, was something special. Danny even mentioned him in the press conference, saying what a great day it was for Spanish sport. Um, a win in the MotoGP, I think, win in WRC and in the juniors as well. It seemed that Spain was on a high on the Sunday of Sardinia. Well, yeah, you had the the, the king of Spain even acknowledging uh, Spain's wow. motorsport success that that weekend on Twitter. It was it was incredible, and we hold on. The um, king of Spain is on Twitter. This is something I did I not know. So. I I need to follow. I, him. Someone told me. Yeah, I, I don't know whether it was you know like the 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 house or the palace of Spain, but it. Uh, there was a royal Spanish recog- There was a, a Spanish royalty royal has recognized. recognition. Oh well, this is something yes. special. <laughs> royalty has recognized rallying, so uh, <laughs> we've got a job to do for Rally GB now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, can we get the Queen to tweet something about the rally? Well, that's definitely it's on the cards. It's on the cards. Uh, Dennis Radstrom, though. I, I, yeah, obviously, disappointment for Radstrom not to come through that final stage and and clinch a victory. That's what he would have wanted, obviously. But there is an upside is that, you know, he has closed the gap in terms of the points to the lead of the championship, which is now held by Solens. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that was that's definitely on Dennis's mind this year, because, in, you know, I think even Dennis will admit last year he really uh, threw his chances of winning the championship in Finland completely away. And um, he came very close last year. And, you know, this year he he's the guy with the experience, with the wins. And he, he really needs to start putting the points away and closing the gap, which he has done to his credit. Mm. So but for, for Jan... <laughs> It was kind of like we we spoke to him before the rally. Actually, asked him, "Did you expect to be in the championship fight? Because seriously, you're from Spain, and you got a podium in Sweden, and you'd never rallied on snow before." And he was like, <laughs> "Yeah, we we decided after stage four in Corsica that actually we're going to fight for the championship." Now he he had a conversation with Mauro, his co-driver, on a road section in Corsica. We're doing good, aren't we? Yeah. Shall we fight for the championship? And they both just went, "Yeah." <laughs> Yeah, it's like, should we, should we go out for a coffee? Yeah, all right. 
something as simple as that well you know they stay true to their word and and now they lead going into what is the penultimate penultimate round in finland yeah there's only two more to go i'm kind of kind of yeah i'm kind of upset that we're already at the penultimate (laughs) round i'm really actually (laughs) at the start of the year i didn't know if you'd have told me i'd have got so into this incredible championship i just wouldn't have believed you and now I, I, I just wish there were 10 rounds of Junior W. In fact, I wish there were 14. We well, need to find a way to get to Junior WRC. about that yes. and see if you can get all rounds as part of the Junior. I'll, I'll back it. I'm behind you, Seb. Before we move on then and talk about standout performances from Sardinia other than Solens and Radstrom, let's hear from Dennis Radstrom at the end of the rally. Yeah, for sure it's uh, in the beginning a little bit sad, but uh, we have a strong competitor this time. Jan have done a really great job. Uh, we really pushed actually on the second last stage today and it beat us anyway so uh, we should be proud to be here with any problem here in Sardinia. So that was Dennis Radstrom then after Rally Sardinia but there were plenty of other drivers as well as Radstrom and Solens as part of the junior category in Sardinia but who really stood out for you? What other standout performances were there during the weekend Seb? I think the biggest one so just have to give Tom a mention now. Tom Christensen came third. Um, Tom has his unique way of rallying uh, where he will have a plan to just deliver consistent, safe performances. So, you know, we need to at least credit our top three there. But the my my standout performance above all, above everybody, is actually Ooh. Raul Badiou, the Romanian, okay. uh, who finished fourth. And that's his best junior WRC finish to date. Um, Raul did... Rally Turkey last year, but really it's his first junior WRC season. And you know, in in Sweden, he he put a couple of he put a couple of top five ties in, and then he put a third. He, he came third on one stage, and um, I was like, this guy's looking pretty good. <laughs> um, and then and then he went and uh, um, crashed, and he ended up having to restart the rally. So we get to Corsica. And Rally Corsica just was not Raul Badiou's day at all. Uh, he had, I think, he had two punctures on one stage, and it, it, it wasn't a disaster. Let's say I know a lot of the guys like to use disaster as soon as they're not winning, but you know, the guy has got a lot of speed and he's a very fast driver, but he's just not been able to get a result in. And it was just fantastic to see. You could, he was smiling, he was beaming because he got this result in. Because Raul comes from Romania and. Before this, he was just doing national championships in ten-year-old. I think, uh, I think he said he was in like an old Renault Clio, okay. um, an old six hundred Clio or something. And some just a sponsor who he'd been speaking to said, "I need to, we need to get you somewhere else." And and that's how he's ended up in junior WRC. So he's only done basic national level gravel rallying. So Sardinia was a challenge for him, and he's got speed and. Yeah, absolutely great to see him smiling. I think what we all have to remember, and, and sometimes you can become a little bit complacent and forget the amount of effort the drivers and co-drivers are putting into programmes like, like this, especially at the junior WRC level. They're giving their absolute all at every level, but this is the entry level, and this is where they know they need to perform and they need, need to showcase what they can do. And to get such a solid result like that, I can imagine how excited he was. You caught up with him at the end of the rally. Let's hear from him. I'm feeling relieved now after a tough rally. I really enjoy the car on uh, on the gravel, especially on the better roads. Uh, 
perhaps a bit too cautious over the rough sections but uh, if it doesn't matter we are here in the uh, at the end of the rally finally with no punctures or no troubles at all uh, with a satisfactory result and uh, already with uh, our minds on the fast and flowing and jumpy roads in Finland. <laughs> So from a very happy row to, to another happy man, I would say, Seb, Fabrizio Zaldivar, the youngest entry in the junior category this year. And, and while we're at it in terms of ages, youngest entry, how old is Fabrizio? He's 18 and he turned 18 the Thursday before Rally Sweden. Wow. So, so if you want to... So he's really fresh, isn't you know, he? He's, you couldn't get him any younger for this year, really. I think you'd have to be born three days later than Fabrizio to be the youngest entry this year. Um, and he, he'd never seen snow uh, before, I think he said. Not, not snow, you know, seen a little bit of snow, but not actual snow is covering the road levels of snow, let's say. And, and his um, first ever junior WRC event, he was preparing to drive on yeah. it. <laughs> okay. No yeah. pressure. Yeah, so he comes from the other side of the world. He's from Paraguay, and he's our only South American uh, driver this year. Um, and it's a big to, to enter junior WRC, even if you're from Europe, it is you know a big move, and it's something you've got to really prepare for. But to travel from the other side of the world, just turned eighteen years old. I mean, when I turned eighteen years old, I was just like, I can go to the pub now. You know, that's all I was bothered about. <laughs> Hold on. So you hadn't been into a pub before you were eighteen. <sighs> I mean, th child. this is uh, a <laughs> without the supervision of my parents. No, because I am a law-abiding and well-behaved young man. Well, I should have been cuffed at a very early age then, really. <laughs> anyway, moving back on to Fabrizio. <laughs> so, so Fabrizio was kind of. I think he, he's graduated high school as well this year. So he's been going to high school as well and finishing off, you know, uh, education. Um, I think that was it. He had to fly away from Corsica early to actually graduate high school. Wow. Uh, so so I'm really impressed with him delivering seventh on what is arguably one of the toughest rallies in the world. To be able to get a top 10 result at Sardinia and not have any big moments, you know, not restart the rally, it's just a massive achievement. And for yeah. someone that's 18 years old, imagine, I, I genuinely think next year, Fabrizio, with, with the experience he's got this year, will actually be, you know, pushing for top fives. Because yeah. seventh on Sardinia was pretty impressive. Well, yeah, as you say, seventh in Sardinia, his best result of the season in his debut year in the junior WRC. Let's hear from Fabrizio. Yeah, really happy. Um, we came here, we wanted to do a, a good result and well, seventh place for the first year. It's a really good place after a very tough rally. What has it been like on this rally? Because you have some experience on gravel in South America. Is it a lot more tougher or completely different? It's completely different. Here it's it's a lot of mountains and everything. And in my home country, there's just a flat surface. And this is it was a big challenge for me. What's the plan? Are you planning on improving the result in Finland? It will be a new adventure, but why not to try to improve the result here? So a very happy Fabrizio there and well done on his result in Sardinia. Moving on now then, and we're kind of wrapping it up with our look back to Sardinia now. And we're switching to Mr. Nico Naka, who definitely has the best name in the junior WRC by all accounts. Uh, Seb, what went on with Nico in Sardinia? Right. Ninth 
doesn't sound like a great result, but I'll give you some context for Nico. Um, he finished that rally without any dramas whatsoever. And with less than a week's notice to Recky for Sardinia, he his co-driver, um, you know, wasn't able to do it due to illness. And so he had to find a replacement co-driver. Okay. And just to add another even bigger spanner in the works, this was his first ever gravel rally. Not not first ever proper WRC gravel rally. His first gravel rally. He he he'd done Opal Cup uh, previously, and he's you know he's accustomed to tarmac, like a few other drivers. Sweden was his first ice and snow rally, but Sardinia was his first proper gravel rally. He'd done I think he said he'd done a few kilometers of testing on some gravel just to actually understand how a, how a car behaves on gravel, but that was it. And so to go to Sardinia for your first gravel rally is definitely a baptism of fire, I think. It, it really is a baptism of fire, considering it is his first ever gravel event. And, you know, you can't underestimate the fact that having, you know, a new co-driver alongside you as well. I mean, that must have put him in, in quite a difficult you know, situation just a week before having to, to find a, a different co-driver. It, it, the relationship between driver and co-driver is, is something special and to have that kind of trust in someone new and faith in someone new uh, must have been extremely difficult, I guess. So, yeah, in context, then to get through without any issues, any dramas, um, then it, it really is quite an achievement for him. There's a German phrase which translates literally to learn by doing, and that is what Nico is doing. He's doing junior WRC. No, hold he's on. Getting the you, mileage. you can't just say there's a German phrase and not say the German phrase, Seb. Okay, right. Uh, I... I've forgotten how to say some German, I'm afraid. I lived in Germany for six months and uh, I grew accustomed to the food and the beer and learned how to order that. Right. And the rest is a little bit of a blur in terms of the language that I picked up. And I remember uh, the mechanics were telling me learn by doing because I had to step in one day and help. So um, there's so many German listeners right now going, this is what it is. This is what it is. It's so simple. And neither of us are like, I tell you oh, what, don't know it. This is a challenge for anyone listening now who uh, is fluent in the German language or just knows the phrase. Tweet us, message us on Instagram or Facebook, FIA Junior WRC. Let us know what the phrase is because I've forgotten. I do anyone apologize. who's fluent in German or has a bigger brain than Seb and I, which probably at this point in time isn't <laughs> difficult. <laughs> yes, I mean, let us know. Uh, we've got to keep ourselves primed on Junior WRC, so... <laughs> Yeah, any, any of the linguists out there, please do get in touch. <laughs> please do. Okay, we've looked back at Sardinia. It was a great event and massive congratulations to Jan Solans for a, a fantastic win there. Now, before we move on to Tom Christensen's interview, we're going to catch up with some news updates because a lot has been happening in the off-season, as we call it. Not the off-season for many people, however. Lots of testing going on, lots of preparation for Ranley Finland. But we do have some bits and pieces of news from the junior WRC. Top of the headlines, then, is Phil Short is retiring. He's decided to call it a day. Now, Phil has been looking after the junior WRC in its various guises for over 11 years. He has been guiding the drivers and co-drivers through the championships year on year. He's 
been tutoring some of the best out there. Oit Tanak, Elvin Evans, Hayden Padden, Craig Breen, Pontus Tiedemann, Gus Greensmith have all gone to Phil Short for advice and taken his guiding hand on every single event. But he is hanging up the hat and calling it a day. He will have an incredible final party, I'm sure, at Wales Rally GB. And we want to wish Phil all the best. And he will be making an appearance on this podcast to talk about his amazing career almost 50 years of international rallying. He'll be on this podcast to talk about that career very soon in the coming weeks and months. Seb, what have you got? So Chris Yannis Count, Martin Sesk's co-driver, um, has stepped down from co-driving duties with Martins. So for those of you that aren't aware, in Sardinia, Chris Yannis's father sadly passed away um, on the Saturday evening of the rally. So Chris Yannis, heroically, in my uh, opinion anyway, finished the rally with Martins and, and carried on and after the rally has made the decision for the moment anyway to step down for the rest of the season. Um so he's withdrawn from all rallying events with Martins, but he is continuing to support Martins from a management point of view. Aldis Bradis, Sesk's manager, will be replacing Christianis as co driver for the rest of the season. Um it's a very reasonable move for Sesk's manager to come in there. Sesk's manager has been with him at every round this season and has also got some co-driving and rallying experience himself. Well, that does sound like a sensible decision then. And we wish Christianis all the very best with everything that he's dealing with right now. In Finland, in the Junior WRC, you're going to see two new Finns competing as part of the championship. Now, Seb, you have the official title of what Sami Pajari won in Finland. It's the AKK Sports Fill in Flying Finn, Flying Finn, Future Star Award winner. Part one. <laughs> Part one. Uh, Sammy Pyrie has won that award. And uh, basically to win that, the guys go through rigorous testing, obviously driving ability, but also psychological tests, how well they conduct themselves from a social perspective. Uh, it is quite, uh, I, I would say, a daunting series of tests they go through and they're analysed by the top guys in the business and for Sammy, a brilliant opportunity to compete at his home event. But also we have Alexi Rohikyo, possibly. I'm not altogether sure of the pronunciation there, Seb. Do you want to tidy me up on that? I'm sure Alexi uh, will when we get to Finland. And he goes, what, was, what say, was that? What kind of pronunciation <laughs> was that? I've been WhatsApping him enough the past couple of days. Really, I should have actually asked him for a pronunciation on his name. I, I'm going with Rohikyo. Rohikyo. Um, yeah, I think you could do shall... right. I, th I think we'll be corrected somehow ah, next week. You know what? I'm sure we will. So, Alexi, massive apologies in advance, but, you know, we're, we're learning yeah. on the ground here. We are. He came a very close second to Sammy then, yes? Yeah, so Alexi, um, basically, he made a mistake on the rally stage that was assessed for, for the Flying Finn Future Star Award and was just so gutted about not being able to, you know, win the award that he's decided to enter the rally as, as well so I think it's fantastic really we've got two for the price of one to some degree exactly two for the price of one loving that and that completes your junior WRC news updates now it's time to turn our attention to our special guest Tom Christensen Tom is now joining us on the line all the way from sunny I'm hoping it's sunny Sweden Tom welcome to the junior podcast how are you 
Thank you so much. And yes, it is uh, sunny here, and uh, we really enjoyed the, the Swedish summer. I just been out for a, for a bicycle run and uh, maybe 25 kilometers, and uh, we enjoy it really much. Uh, and I'm really well and uh, really well prepared for for the next adventure in in Finland here. Yeah, which is obviously coming up very very quickly. 25 kilometers. That doesn't sound like a quick run on a bike to me, Tom. That sounds like a pretty long way to cycle. Are you feeling tired after it? Or are you okay? No, I'm actually quite okay. I have been up to this uh, these runs uh, quite many times this this last week. So uh, you you really really need to be in really good shape uh, to uh, and it's also really good that it's so warm outside because you uh, can handle the the situations uh, really much better when you are used to it. Yeah, of course, it gets incredibly hot in your rally cars, doesn't it? And making sure that you're at the peak of physical fitness is obviously is a key thing. And you sound as if you are. So that's good. Now, we have lots of questions for you, Tom. I hope you're ready for this because we're going to be firing all kinds of questions at you. Seb has a little list in front of him with at least 50 questions on it, I think. But... <laughs> <laughs> it should be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it should be interesting. But before we get it's into it's going to be like, that... who wants to be a millionaire? <laughs> but there's no million pounds, I'm afraid. All million kroner available, I'm afraid, Tom. So um, no you're doing this win. for the pride of Junior WRC. <laughs> now, Tom, for everyone who's listening out there, they want to know a little bit more about you. What makes you tick? Where you've come from? So, so let's get started with. You know, how you got into rallying, how did that start for you? Where does the passion for rallying come from? Yeah, um, of course, my uh, uh, from from my younger years, I was uh, out and, and watching some rallies. And uh, I also been been helping as a, as a marshal uh, since I was really, really small on, on the real local rallies here. And uh, for sure, we um, we always uh, been interested about it. And, and then when I get driving license, for sure, I've. I want to to be out and, and uh, try the limits of the, of the car and so on. And then I just realized that, uh, yeah, it should be better to do it in a rally car. And then the big work was starting with uh, with a really old Volvo original car, as <laughs> quite usual here in Sweden uh, when you're starting. So uh, and yeah, I was starting from there and really, really from the beginning. And, uh, and then I started to, to work with it. And uh, yeah, it's changed quite quite soon to, to something more serious and then I just take the, the step uh, after after all the years I, I've been driving and yeah just drive and drive and take next step and uh, and then I was in Germany and driving but uh, yeah th there is a long story so around that. <laughs> <laughs> well obviously this is your first year in the junior WRC but I want to take you back to your first ever rally what was that? I'm guessing it was in Sweden. What 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 rally was it though? Your first ever rally? It actually was some uh, a, a, a local rally in Trelleborg. Uh, it's named Anderslavs Rally, and uh, it was my absolute first rally 2010 uh, in a rally car. And uh, I, I really remember that rally because it was a huge. Uh, yeah, a huge uh, moment for me uh, to be starting my career, and uh, that was the first first step of the big dream to to be able to drive a rally car on a on a local rally here. It, it was a huge step for me uh, as a person. So uh, there was where it began. 2010, Anderslavs Rally. <laughs> Did you finish the rally, Tom? 
Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Great. No, no accidents, no dramas along the way, or was there? No, no, no. I actually done uh, two hundred rallies before I crashed first time. Wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah. So my my absolute first roll was at Azores with Opel uh, last year. It was the first time I rolled ever. Wow. Well, wow. That, that's a really great statistic, Seb, actually, isn't it? 200 rallies yeah. before, you know, the first accident. Seb, have you got any questions for Tom? I've got loads more, but I know you have as well. Uh, we've got a question from Joe Hutchinson, and he asks, how many of the rallies are won and lost on the recce? Oh, that's really important for sure. Uh, and especially for us when, when, uh, when we are doing the pace notes and everything from, from scratch. So uh, we just try to, to prepare ourselves and watching the videos uh, that we can watch uh, before uh, the rally as much as we can. And then when we come on the rally, we, uh, we do in the pace notes the first, the first time from scratch with uh, clean paper. And then we're doing the pace notes uh, first time. And then we're doing uh, the, the check one time after. So we're doing the stages two times. And, um, and, and that's for sure the, the biggest challenge. Uh, and, and that's also... A, I think we are, are working on quite a lot. We are uh, improving our, our pace notes really much, and I, or, or I am doing. I am changing them to to uh, uh, to have a less of information, but better information. Um, so you can do a better and clean, more clean run from the beginning. So you have just exactly that information you need for the, for the stages and for for you exactly that turn and and for some parts you have maybe one word that describe. A special parts uh, of of the of the stage, and uh, so that's what we are working on quite a lot. So so it's really important. It's a, a spe of course one part of the rally. Uh, it's the recce. And how have you important... got an example? Oh, oh sorry. sorry. But... You know, I was just going to say because you you're talking about the recce there, and obviously it's not just you in the car; it's your co-driver as well, Henrik. And how how crucial is your relationship, and how long has that relationship been in place? with you as driver and co-driver? Uh, as many know, I've been driving the, the Opel Rally Cup in Germany, and I was driving that in, in two years, 2016 and 2017. And the last rally in 2016, Hendrik was going with me first time, and we win the cup. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. We were second on the, in the cup uh, that with that rally because we have a good results. Uh, and, and then we start uh, one year, 2017, and then we win the cup uh, that year, me and Henrik. Uh, so, uh, and we actually have a really good relationship in the car. Uh, we have come to, you know, that level that I just think I need and want to say something to Henrik, but he already know what I'm going to say. So, <laughs> so he writes down directly and we just nick to each other. Yeah, that was right. Yeah, and then we just continue. So. That that's uh when when you are so so tight you're it really need to be in that level uh, because you need to have a, a big flow you don't you don't want to stop the car you really really want to have the the tempo and the, the speed uh, all the time during the recce because you have to uh, find the feeling for every part of the stage when you need to go slow and when you can go fast so uh, that's really important. I've had a question from Jack Leonard, Tom. I think this one's actually quite interesting, and it's something I, I want to know as well. Do you use a simulator before a rally, or, or do you use anything to help simulate a rally in preparation? Yeah, sure, I do. I have my uh, my driving uh, 
driving uh, seat here uh, at home and my uh, my uh, steering wheel and uh, it's a really uh, I have built my own simulator and uh, I've been driving uh, dirt rally 2.0 and uh, some other rallies uh, Richard Burns rally and so on so I've I've been driving many 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 hours uh, in this kind of uh, uh, simulator because yeah that's the cheapest way to uh, to to drive a lot of rally car <laughs> you can yeah you can, you you can just drive and drive and continue driving you can try different setup and and different kind of uh, driving styles and so on so I have I have of course uh, learned a lot from from simulation simulator driving I suppose the only thing you're missing from that is the actual it's the actual feeling that you're getting when you're talking about making setup changes to the car when you're in it you can actually feel um if you you've gone the right way or not but with a simulator it's slightly different isn't it i guess that's the only thing that's missing yeah that's right but it is like this because it's it's harder to to drive in a simulator because you can't feel it then you need to learn to see it and if you have learned to see it and have the feeling when you when you see it when it's driving then you also feel it in the game and when you can do that it's easier to do it in the real life so and that's the main reason why it's then then you get um, I don't know the English word but then you get it confirm, confirmated by by yourself that oh it's working because yeah. I have it in the computer and it works and then you can do it in real life and then you, it works so it, it actually you you need to have the feeling also in in the games but I know I know what you mean and and that's right but. If you have learned to see it, then you can feel it in the real life as well. Yeah, that's that's really interesting because there's been you know lots of crossovers. John Armstrong springs to mind, who obviously is a rally driver first and foremost, and then became our EWRC uh, champion, our esports sorry esports champion last year in a sim. You know, doing the game, and he uses a simulator a lot, and and he used a simulator a lot before he headed to Rally Germany one year got an absolutely brilliant result there and, and he put it down to all the time that he spent in the simulator so it's, it's really interesting to see how much that does help drivers you know yeah. when they're not on event or when they're not able to get actual seat time actual rally time that the simulator is there and, and it can benefit you I think it's a brilliant innovation for you know the for, for rally drivers now because we never used to really have that in the past Sean Johnston, on the flip side, actually, he's kind of gone the opposite way. He actually got his break into racing through the GT Academy with Gran Turismo and went into sports cars in GT3 and then came over to rallying. So it shows the importance of sim racing now and, and simulators. Let's talk about the sport itself then, because a statistic I love, Tom, is the fact that you're the only junior WRC driver to finish on the podium at every single round this year, <laughs> which is really impressive considering it is your first season and there is some fierce competition in the junior championship. Did you expect it to go as well as it has so far? Uh, basically no, and especially not in the beginning of the season. I I, I really think uh, that I need this this rallies until now to make it possible to to make any podiums or any any better results uh, because I have a, a a specially good feeling for both Rally Finland and uh, Rally GP. So um, I, yeah, and that, that's the best thing. <laughs> I, I have done good so far, and now I really think and feel that I can do 
even better uh, here in, in Finland and, and Rally GB. So, so that feels amazing. And I haven't, I, I couldn't dream about to, to be in this position uh, that I am right now. Uh, so I'm really happy for that. I'm, well, I'm glad to hear that because, you know, we have seen you leading the championship and that has changed now, but you're still very much in the battle for the championship itself. So how are you feeling about that and, and the prospect that you could walk away with the title this year with two rounds remaining? Yeah, I uh, I actually have some some feelings on my arms when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> some goosebumps, maybe. <laughs> yeah, actually, and uh, yeah, sure. I, I I actually can't really really think about that situation. I am I'm really focusing on on my work uh, for now, and uh, of course uh, there is a lot of lot of things uh, around it. Uh, you need to have uh, the budget. You need to have uh, the preparations uh, in the right position. You really need to have the brain. In the in the really right right set to to maybe be able to uh, to to do a good results on 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 the, this kind of rallies and and when you are in this situation in the championship and so on. But uh, I'm not I'm actually not stressed about that because I I'm thinking for myself that it, this was my my test year and mm. and I I can do it two years. So I just think okay I do it one test year and then I can do one year extra. To, um, so, so this was a little bit of a two-year plan for me. So, um, so yeah, you, you really just need to go to, on the rallies and, and enjoy and just do your best. And I always know I'm doing my best uh, from that, that situation I have. So, uh, um, yeah, so, so I'm, not, I'm not afraid about it. I'm not worried about it. I just know that uh, I have good feeling and uh, it will be good at the end. had a question from Lee Spelzini on Twitter. Um, what mental preparation training do you do, Tom, and, and how important is it to you? That's a, that's a really, really nice and, and funny question because I, I have it quite many times. And, and if people asking me, uh, what is your hobby? Uh, I'm, I never, ask, uh, never answer them that it's rally because rally is a lifestyle for, for me. And my hobby is mental training. <laughs> and uh, it's really, really important for me, and I think it's really, really important for for everyone that doing anything on this level. When you try to be a world champion in something, you really need to 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 focusing and have your your brain in in right right setup to uh, to be able to uh, make the result, to um, to to be calm down, to don't uh, do anything stupid in a in a just. Uh, a situation on a rally or something you need to to think long and you need need to be yeah have a have a good good setup for for the rally and for for the season i think so uh, i'm working really much with with mental training and uh, we also have a mental trainer in our uh, swedish uh, federation here uh, that helps a little bit I'm wondering, Tom, can you be my coach if you do all this mental training? I'd like to be coached because I think it's so important to, to have your brain in the right mindset. And I find it fascinating that people can really work on it and achieve that. And I think you have to do that. No, actually, that is, that is really important. But there is, there is one thing you, you need to do uh, that is really important. You need to smile, physical. If you're smiling, physical, your brain think you are smart and you think you are having a good time <laughs> and then you're having a, a better mindset to to uh, be to, to smile and, and uh, have a have a fun life instead of 
having a boring life. There we go. That's Tom's top mental training tip for this edition of the Junior WRC podcast. Yeah, I think that's brilliant advice. I really do. Uh, brilliant advice. And advice is something I'd like to talk about now because you obviously seem to have it, Tom, from a young age, you 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 sound really together, and you you've got a focus. You know what you want to do. You want to you know how you want to do it. Has anyone been giving you advice from anywhere in the world championship, or or, or family that have competed, or or anything like that? Where have you been taking your advice and inspiration from? Oh, I um as I said, um, I'm working on it quite a lot by myself. And uh, but I, I have one one guy, my uh, uh, not my mental trainer, but my uh, uh, my mentor. I have a friend with me all the rallies. Uh, he's an older guy, and many think that is my father, but it's not. And this guy have done rallies before, and but the the, the difference here is he have a, a lot of life experience that he have uh, talking to me about. Um, that also, uh, because in my mind, I, I just think it doesn't matter if you want to be best in uh, football or uh, chess or driving rally or what. Uh, you you need to you need to have a clear mind again. And he he got it, and and we help each other out to uh, to focusing on right things. We discuss right things, and it can be rallies, it can be something in the life or something else. So. Mm. Christer, my my uh, my friend, I have with me, has helped me a lot from the very first beginning of my rally career. He he al- always been with me, and uh, helped me helped me through, um, and and he he do it now as well. But sure, I have I have other people's now uh, as well. I have uh, another friend with me now in the rallies who is a uh, sort of a gravel crew, but he's quite new in the team. And uh, I have this mental trainer, uh, but I think I think it's my own um, my own thing that I want to be better for myself. So I'm working quite a lot with it by myself. I do, and I, I'm doing speeches uh, for for sponsors and so on. Uh, I have a speech that name is "My Way to Live a Life Without Any Problems." Wow! And I'm. Yeah, I'm talking in four to five minutes or something about how I'm living and how I'm thinking and and helping other people to to try to think it the same way uh, because I, because I think that it's the right way um, for for me so maybe that can help some someone else so um, and yeah it's have been quite uh, quite good and uh, a lot of people likes it and uh, think it's really good and and it's also helping me to uh, to give something back when when a company want to uh, to help me and sponsor me then i can give this back uh, and and some other events for sure so uh, but i i have a lot of people that um, that makes me uh, more positive and, and smile more <laughs> and that's important <laughs> that is really important i i'm smiling just even talking to you now because i feel like we're learning so much about you in such a positive way which is great seb have you got any more strange social media questions not strange but strange social media questions how dare you these are these are insightful important questions and We've had one from Daryl Arrowsmith, which is quite straightforward in a way. Um, the answer might not be, but what's the most important thing for you while in the car on the stage, Tom? To breathe, because you you have more uh, you might have more air to your brain, and you can make uh, the body more 
more calm down if you're breathing right. So that's really important. In, in the nose and out in the mouth, long and deep breath. Really easy, but really good. <laughs> Sounds it. Yeah, no, it is. It, it, so for Finland next week, Tom, obviously the, it's a huge rally, possibly the biggest rally of the year because of its history, the fact that it is the home of rally. The junior championship is heading there, which is really exciting. For you, how does that make you feel? Yeah, I have the same feeling on my arms when you're describing it. <laughs> it's just rising directly. It's just, uh, it's, it's really amazing. I, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to that kind of uh, experience and adventure. And uh, it is rough. It's fast. It's tricky. It's, uh, it's got everything, and I just love it. So uh, it will be, uh, yeah, a perfect moment in my life. Yeah. That's the good way to describe it, I think. And I. <laughs> think that is the perfect way to end this interview with you uh, we wish you the best of luck for Finland Tom I can't wait to see what you can do there and what result you can deliver um, and it's been a real pleasure talking to you thank you very much for your time thank you so much don't forget to smile and enjoy oh we certainly will we, certainly <laughs> we won't will. thank right, you very much, much Tom cheers take care bye-bye well, that was a really well, that... lovely interview with Tom and I feel I do know so much more about him. And of course, you will know a lot more about him when you follow Rally Finland, because that is the next event for the Junior WRC. It's the next event for the WRC itself. And we cannot wait to get there. Seb, it's going to be a mega event, isn't it? Where can people catch up with everything on the Junior Championship? Tell us. That is a very good question. Uh, on Facebook, we are FIA Junior WRC. If you search on Facebook, um, we'll be your top search there twitter at fia junior wrc all one word and instagram at fia junior wrc keep up to date with us on social media because we really are pushing it um like anything that's where you'll find all stage updates driver updates driver interviews we really are trying to almost um be as comprehensive as all live on social media in junior wrc Perfect. Well, I'm looking forward to the event. You are. I'm sure everyone else is out there as well. Make sure you keep up to date with all the action. You can tune into All Live on WRC+. Plus. Watch all the action going on. I'm sure Seb will pop up at various points with his updates, of course. So keep it all Junior WRC and keep it all Rally for next week and Rally Finland.